Ever wonder what makes the greats great? What makes the successful successful? What makes the brilliant brilliant? Our Tuesday meetups with the celebrities of pharma industry and science are your one-stop shop to all these answers and more. Join us for Pies of Life, an initiative of the Biopatrika Industry Mentorship Program, where we bring your dream mentors to you. Naren is probably a very unique person if you haven't figured it out already. I think he's is one of the rarest people in the world in my opinion and I think God just made him and then broke the mold because he's very unique in many sense. So this the story is we were at a friend's house 15 or 16 years ago and my wife didn't come to that meeting. It was not a meeting it was like a music kind of discussion or there was something happening. And I met Naren for the first time and i the the moment i came home i told my wife you know what we are going to be friends with this guy forever like you will really like naren is this that and i was just went on and on about naren so that's how i got introduced to naren and we have been friends for more than 15 years now uh, it's just hard to believe and but i have really benefited from naren's wisdom and uh just learning about life from him right i mean he's a very happy person he always enjoys life to the fullest and he's probably the best mentor you guys can have so I, I, he's my mentor so it's a lot of fun to be here today and talk about some of my reflections about career and hopefully it helps all of you think about your decisions because we all have choices in life and it's really important how we make uh decisions and and make, choose the right path and uh hopefully today's discussion will help you through that so that was the introduction about how naren and i became uh friends many years ago <laughs> yeah yeah and and if you ask his wife i'm better friends with his wife than him he will say she will say i will yeah. say <laughs> i i i agree i agree so let me just let me just uh connect so i can share the slides and and for few of you uh, one thing is the uh, one thing from the atric grang i'll tell you uh prashant is like sal marathi so this would have been this would have been a different level of discussion if he would have talked in marathi he speaks and does mimicry so well uh we'll ask him to do some of these mimicry sholi dialogue type of things right <laughs> oh my god let's start with the slides and the discussion again the slides are meant for us to just guide the conversation uh so just stop me at any time so honestly these are more a reflection and as as you get older i was telling narain last night that as you get older you start thinking more consciously about your decisions so you guys are probably lot younger than us and uh, uh, you don't think about your decisions the way sometimes we think about it so this is just a journey that i have had and and i i deliberately said that some of it was guided by accidents and happenstance because i i didn't think that i would be on the business side because i'm trained as a scientist and a health economist and i i i'm a pharmacist by training from india i, I grew up in nasik uh, i went to college there there's government college of pharmacy there and the first accident was pharmacy because i always wanted to be a physician and my my sister is a physician but i i scored like 91 marks in physics that kind of pushed me out of the race to be a doctor so that was probably the first accident and then i said okay if i'm 
not going to be physician but i love biology i love chemistry um i have reasonably good leadership qualities uh, what's probably the next discipline i didn't want to be dentist looking into people's mouth so i said i'll i'll rather be a pharmacist and then let's see what happens and then in second year of pharmacy i had a friend his name was vivek govekar he was in the us and he was just coming back from the us and he was in nasik because he, he his native place was nasik and we were out uh, chatting one night and he said oh you know what you can also come to the us it's it's not that hard because not many people from nasik used to go to the us at that time so i so that kind of gave me that mission i said oh okay even if i'm not a physician i i disappointed my parents i can do something really well in my life by going to the us for higher education so and my parents are academicians by training so academics was always important in life right so i came to the us um, through that accident um and of course got my phd at ohio state in health economics uh, again the reason why i went to health economics and not into the pure science discipline is i was really bad in labs i i i i broke a platinum crucible once and my advisor then his name was david dolimore he said you're good with numbers i think you should stay away from crucibles and test tubes so you better think about a different discipline and you know i say i share that story because there are mentors in life that give you insights about you that can change your life right and he didn't have to tell me that i was not good with the lab stuff and i should choose something that i'm good at and he also supported me he didn't say that go figure your own route he introduced me to somebody at ohio state he said you go and talk to this person and and you might really enjoy health economics more than um uh pure chemistry or you know organic chemistry so that's that's how this other accident happened at ohio state that i probably moved into the discipline more closer to the business world than pure science my my and then my third accident and you'll probably laugh at this that each of these this is not an accident this is probably a happenstance my phd advisor was consulting with glaxo smith klein at that time and and they said you know what we don't have an opening for your phd student in the us but we have an opening in the uk so will is he willing to travel and at, at that time i was engaged with my fiance my my wife now she was also at ohio state uh, she was a phd student there so i said she's going to be in the us i'll be in the uk it's going to be two different continents but i said you know what let's take a leap of faith and i i went to the uk um she never came to the uk but i i instead of came back to to the us after that first stint at gsk and i uh, i came to gsk uh, i started my career at gsk in the uk in health economics um they brought me back to the us in health economics uh, but then i started learning more about the business world and i said you know i really like the world of business i i think that's probably my calling and i i kind of made a big switch at gsk from health economics which was in r&d at that time to commercial strategy which was on the marketing side and while i was doing that i realized that as a scientist or the way i think about the business is probably not sufficient so that took me to wharton and i got my mba at wharton while i was at gsk uh from there after i finished my mba went to sanofi because they were starting a new oncology unit 
And as probably Narin has shared in your previous discussions, I followed somebody to Sanofi. I mean, I, I respect somebody. His name is Devishish Roy Choudhury. He was head of R&D at, uh, at Sanofi. And I really enjoyed working for him, with him. And that was the reason why I went to Sanofi. But then after a few years, Sanofi was not going to be investing in oncology. And I was already wedded to oncology by then because I really enjoyed oncology. And I said, if Sanofi is not going to be the place, I, I do enjoy working with Debussy's and others, but that's not the future I want. So I kind of broke that tie and went to Novartis by myself. And it was good because then you're trying to prove yourself without anybody's help in life, right? And, and I think... It was a good learning for me um, at a very successful time at Novartis. We launched uh, polycythemia, a drug for polycythemia, Vera there. Uh, and it gave me a sense of what a big oncology company looks like because GSK, Sanofi were smaller oncology companies. And Novartis was like a $12 billion oncology franchise, right? So it operates very differently from small oncology companies. And then the last accident happened, which is where I am right now. And Immuno-oncology was not big at that time, but I always was fascinated by it, right? I said, okay, this would be awesome to learn about immuno-oncology. And the funny thing is I got a call. I was in Japan. I was coming back from Japan. And, and then I got a call from a recruiter saying that, oh, Merck is looking for somebody who understands oncology because they don't have a lot many people with oncology background. And Narin probably knows that because it was a vaccines company. It was a diabetes company. So... Although I was not very qualified to take up a big job, I, I luckily stumbled upon it because I just had happened to be there at the right time and had the right experience. So uh, as they say, rest is history because Katruda has become probably, or Pembrolizumab, as you some of you might know, is the biggest oncology product ever, right? I, I went there when it was a $700 million product in the US. Uh, globally, it was like one touching 1 billion and now it's going to cross like 13, 14 billion dollars. So just a phenomenal uh, increase in, in terms of how Katruda has uh, shaped and it has kind of taught me a lot also. So I grew a lot at Merck and I, I really enjoy what I do. I, I lead the US marketing franchise for lung cancer, melanoma and head and neck cancers, which is almost 70% of our business. And then I also lead a center for excellence for precision medicine because the future is going to be all driven by precision medicine. So those are my two main kind of uh, roles at Merck. And, and honestly, the reason why I'm sharing this with you is that you can plan whatever in your life. It, will not, it might not always happen, but, but make sure that you are, you're making the right career choices uh, and I, the, this is a slide that just gives you my personal philosophy that I've always made my decisions on career on these three reasons, three factors or three vectors. One is learning. Am I learning something new? Uh, because I'm curious in general, so I really enjoy learning something new. Will I make an impact, right? And, and, and I think as you grow older in life, I think impact becomes more important. And that probably that's the reason why we love talking to you guys is that you're at least helping somebody or making some impact in a small way. The same thing at work, like, are you making an impact? Are you doing something disproportionately bigger than yourself? Uh, and not just saying, oh, I want to be a director, I want to be a VP, and then I want to be a senior VP, right? Are you making real impact? That's the second vector. And then the third piece is, we spend, what, 10 hours at work? So if you are not working with great people or good people, it's not fun. So 
always do your due diligence about people you will be working for working with try to understand what they are made up of how they how they operate and really work in a healthy environment because that's going to be important so you have to make your own philosophy about life and career but these are my three kind of guiding principles in terms of how i choose uh, my career choices i hope i'm going at the right pace i i can't see everybody but i i hope this is useful and it's at the right altitude okay i, I see I, head I, i think it's good but but maybe you should hear from at least from one other person akshay or can you yeah yeah no absolutely i think this is a topic that not a lot of people do share is their own personal philosophy on how they operate so in that sense i'm finding it very insightful at the moment awesome awesome very good so then i thought about this group and i said okay what if you were to make a decision in your life about uh career choices what what do you really need like uh, some of you are in academics some of you might end up in the corporate world or consulting world um so these are my kind of six questions to you uh, or six ideas that you need to think about right i mean and, and this is sometimes people people don't explicitly say this uh, to akshay your point but i think having a clear vision with a purpose is very important so i i didn't have that early in my life because early in my life i kept thinking oh i need to be promoted i need to be an executive director blah 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 it was a very myopic kind of vision but as you start thinking a little bit more broadly you start building a career vision and you want to define a purpose for yourself so if you can start early by talking to people by interviewing people by reading books try to create a vision for yourself that truly will define you right and 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 it's very important the second piece of advice i always give to people is always over deliver consistently in each role so if whatever role you're doing today try to over deliver disproportionately make a disproportionate impact because you will be judged by that not by who you network how you network yes networking is important but that's not going to get you to the next level and the level after that the third piece and this is more for the pharma folks if if there are any try to and and even in life it applies but try to build a very diverse experience set like if you're a scientist now try to do try to run a lab try to manage something try to project manage something like try to get into something that will diversify your experience because your expertise will be important but you need to add some breadth so depth is important but breadth is also important in life so have one core expertise and then try to build breadth around it right it's very important and then for people who are already working i don't know how many of you are working but try to go to different geographies if you have a chance right try to work in different functions try to do something science focused something business development focused maybe marketing focused or if you get a chance to work outside the us go and work outside the us and maybe come back to india whatever right i mean whatever works for you cultural exposure kind of really adds to the richness of your kind of thinking in life then the fourth thing is really wherever you are working and and you guys are already showing that by connecting with narain and having a network there like really build a strong internal and external network so people that you can go to uh, if you have a question in life in in work or in science whatever it is really build that uh, a group of mentors find people that love you and they'll support you in life and then most importantly if you are a good leader you'll always have followers in life right so you need all three you just don't need mentors you need mentors you need people who love you and support you 
which most of us have a lot of them, but we also need followers in life, right? Because at the end of the day, how do you define leadership is by who wants to follow you. And then this is something that I probably didn't do very well. I don't know, Naren, if you did this well in your life, but you have to take care of yourself as you, as you are thinking about your life, because we don't spend time exercising, eating well, like managing yourself is really important. And, and you know, observe all great leaders. They, they are really fit. They are, uh, or business people or founders, they, they really take care of themselves, right? Whether it's meditation, exercising, uh, having some sort of a an hobby and, and managing energy is really important because uh, as they say, time is finite, but energy is infinite, right? So how well you can manage your energy is really important. So take care of yourself and, and make a very conscious effort in investing in yourself, right? That's really important uh, in my opinion. And I won't spend too much time on this slide, but what I wanted to do is not just give you those big ideas, but also give you a set of questions. I mean, there are 11 questions here. And if you're taking notes, make sure that you have an answer which is true to yourself. Don't follow somebody else's path. Ask these questions of yourself and really try to come to a vision and, and things like we were discussing earlier. So I won't go through the detail. If you want to take down some notes, you can take these. Otherwise, I can send some questions to Naren and he can forward it to you guys. But this is just a guide for you to start building that career journey for yourself uh, in terms of what you should be doing next. And then I'll, I'll pause in a minute. So I was telling Naren yesterday that, I mean, like I talked to Naren a lot and other people that I respect and, and like, and some of the folks have shared these things with me and I, I, I won't read each and everything, but um, I learned very early in my life, like never work for a poor boss. And it, it's an important, it's an important thing. And what I mean by, Poor is somebody who is very intellectually dishonest, uh, who is not, doesn't have yourself, your interest in mind um, and make sure that you have the ability to fire your boss also by just saying, you know what, I mean, not, it's not always possible, but the idea here is really make sure that you are investing in the right people as your mentors, bosses, et cetera. So that's one thing I would say. Uh, the second thing is really be yourself, right? I mean, and I've learned this uh, through sometimes through hard ways that you try to fit in sometimes and you want to do a certain thing, certain way. And we all learn that at the end of the day, you know, it's very important that you have made peace with yourself, right? And so operating and being yourself is probably very important from a career standpoint. Um, the third thing I would say is contributing to society is really important. And I think more and more, I think about it like, at the end of the day, money and financial security and all those things probably come in our life at the right time. But beyond that, I think we all need to have a bigger goal in life. And I think you should, you should all kind of aspire to pursue that. So think about a broader impact than yourself. And then the last thing I would say is listen to people who love you, right? I mean, I think if, if they are not happy, no matter what career you choose, it's going to be very difficult for you to survive, right? And, and, we sometimes in the rush of doing things and trying to go into the next level, we forget that, that having a very strong support system at home in your life is very important. And having those loved ones around you is really important. And no, it, it's just, it's just more important as you take decisions in your life because you need that support. Right. So these are just some random ideas that I wanted to put forward beyond the structured framework I shared with you 
so that it might help you think about it slightly differently. So I'll pause here, Naren. I still have a couple more slides, but we can have a discussion and then I can go to those slides. Yeah, um, please go ahead and as usual, just ask questions. Um, first of all, thank you so much for uh, giving us your time. Um, actually on this slide, I had a question. So when you say do your current job as your last job, do you mean that um, you should put that much effort into the current job that you have, that it should be what you aspire to be around the time you uh, retire? So it's two things, right? I mean, yes, one is about over delivering like we talked earlier, but the second thing is whenever you do your last job, it's all about your legacy, right? What, what is your legacy? Like people remember you look, oh, that's what this person did for us. Or this, this is what, how he or she changed the way we do things. So always try to think about what legacy will you leave from that job? If you're working in a lab, for instance, you want to be remembered for something like this person really, like if you went tomorrow, you should not be forgotten. Like, oh, that's good riddance. This guy is gone or this gal is gone. I think there needs to be a clear cut reason as to why people will say, you know what? He or she really changed the way I do things or he really went above and beyond or she helped me more than anything. And I, I'm going to miss that person, right? So it's the legacy piece that's more important on that point, Akshay. Uh, but that's what, that's what I meant. Okay. Hello. Yeah. Um, hello, sir. Um, uh, when you change your job, like when you switch your job from one company to other, how do you decide the endpoint? Endpoint, as in, like, uh, I have to switch my job now. I have to move on from one position to other. So, how do you decide that endpoint in your career? So I think partly like we talked about this, right? I mean, as you build your career vision, I think the first three questions are really important. Like, What is your purpose? What, what do you want to really accomplish? What do you want to be known for? You have to think about yourself in terms of inspiration and mo what motivates you. Like if you hate going to the lab every day, then that's probably not the thing. But let's say you, you love working on a business idea with your friend and uh, trying and failing. Okay, that's what inspires you and motivates you. And then most importantly, what are you good at, right? What are your strengths? Right? I mean, I can't say that I want to be Virat Kohli because I just love cricket. But I, if I can't have the talent or I don't have the strengths that he has, then I cannot be a cricketer like him. So once you build that career vision uh, and have that end goal, then what you need to think about is where are you today, right? When you think about that role, let's say you want to be CEO of a biotech company, right? When, if that's your North Star, that's your end goal in 20 years or 25 years, where are you today? Do you have the right experiences? Let's say first set of experiences you do have. Now, what is your gap? What's the gap? that you have, maybe you have not done business development or you have not raised capital, then okay, I need to seek my next role that will allow me to really be exposed to venture capitalist or raise money. Or let's say you want to be a tenured full professor, then you probably know a very clearly defined path that I need to publish on a regular basis. I need to be in the top journals. I need to have research grants. So every time assess yourself from where you are and say, Am I there or not? And what, what are those steps? And again, 
it's a very hard question because some of this like life or career is not a elevator or escalator right it's a staircase sometimes you go sideways sometimes you go up sometimes you come down so it's really important that you choose the next step thinking as to whether it's taking you closer to your destination and it's addressing a gap or something that you don't have so probably that's the simplest way i can reflect on on your question i hope that helps Sir, so, uh, is it okay to switch to something which you are not like totally dedicated, but you want versatility? As you said, in today's era, it is very important to be versatile in your, uh, in your JD and means in your career. Basically. So, how much you uh, support this? Uh, because many people think that okay, why you are switching to so many roles or so many different uh, fields, basically. So, is it okay? so. Yeah. No, so Aparajita, I mean, I think it's more about, can you tell a story? Like, let's say you took a step, right? Yeah. And you have a clear rationale for why you did it. And of course, you have to enjoy it also. Like, don't, just don't yeah. do it for the sake of doing it, right? Yeah. So let's say you were on the science side and then you went um, maybe to the yes, business sir, like, development side. I mean, that's it. Yeah, yeah. like I can uh, take my example for instance. Like I, I was a scientist till I did a course in IPR. Then I switched to medical writing. I did some consulting also. Then I'm back to lab, and now I want to do my PhD. So if if people see my different uh, you know fields and all, they'll be actually confused that what you want to do or something. What is it defined? So, so at that time. Parajita, I would I would really focus on those small decisions, like why you went to medical writing. Or it could be that you wanted a job and you just wanted to be exposed to the real world. You have never done a job and you are always in an academic setting. So, what were the underlying reasons? And if you are honest about it and say, you know what, I did that and I I realized I don't enjoy it. I what I enjoy more is the lab environment and academic progress. That's why I'm back. I think people do have openness to really acknowledge that yes, you took. a detour and that detour was because you wanted to explore and you know like you live life once i mean if you you don't need to have regrets later on so you explored it and you discovered yourself in that journey and you said oh this is not the path i want to take so i came back as long as you can think about that story in that sense and have a very clear explanation and an honest explanation i think people honor and respect that and it's okay because in that what happens is you might have some accidents that you stumble upon something that you love and you'll probably stick with that so it's okay to have those few detours but just a word of caution don't keep exploring all the time like solidify your vision at some point and say you know what this is what will make me happy uh, if i do that narain do you have any any anything else to add or yeah 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 you, you know i i think I, i'm not adding because i think i think you're answering all all the questions based on your experiences and i think um, so uh, i mean i i the thing is i can call you any time for many questions that these guys won't get a chance right so yeah just ask sibaram ask a question yes uh, i had a question on the uh, the terminology of company first team second and self is last so like how will focus on our performances and all these things in that in the flow we should be following it so you know the 
the way I think about it is, and I, I learned it the hard way, right? I mean, sometimes you start focusing on yourself first and maybe the yes. team, then the company yes. last. So that's probably the natural way. And I, I did that also early in my career. But then I realized that if you're working for the right person, right? And that's why working for the right boss is really yeah. important or the right team. What happens is, when you see, like, if you look at what Satya Nadella has done or others have done, like, these people, I mean, I'm sure they were extraordinary, but they were not like out of the normal people to begin with that became CEOs of large corporations. And, and my exposure is more to the business world. So when you look at them, what you see, what differentiates them is that they have one, a higher purpose beyond themselves. And they are so driven to the company. Like even, even at Merck, if, if I'm, uh, if I want to go somewhere and it's really important for me to show that I really believe in this company's future. And then they'll say, okay, okay. you should become the CEO of, let's say, Taiwan, right? Uh, Merck Taiwan, mm -hmm. and you should lead the country. Because at the end of the day, what the company wants is that the company needs to be successful. Yes, people can be successful, but as a whole, Correct. the company needs to be successful. And when you disproportionately show that quality, that you care about something more than yourself, that always helps you stand out. And if you were to choose two people, right? If you started at your own company and you have two people in front of you, one who genuinely cares about your company and enterprise and the other person cares okay. about themselves first. And you can tell that difference. Who will you yes. invest in? You will invest in person who thinks Co more than themselves, more the right? Exactly. And, and the team is important because I don't think nowadays research, everything, uh, corporations, they're all a team sport. So if you are not doing the things right for the team, you're not going to have the followership from them. And if you don't have a followership, you're not going to be the leader that you want to be. So you can think about yourself the way you want to, but you might just yeah. reach to your highest level of uh, incompetence, unfortunately. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sureka. Yeah, hi. I had a question for you. So in line with this uh, teamwork uh, that we're talking about, so let's say you are very passionate about what you do, but you're working with say five or six other people who not necessarily have the same ambition and drive as you do. So there's going to be a disconnect over there. It's a, how do you how do you manage or how do you work with a team like that? So there are two things, right? If you inherit a team, then that's a tough one, right? Because you didn't build that team and you were not looking for the the same characteristics. So the way i think about it is if you didn't in if you if you're able to build a team then build a team the way you want to but if you inherited a team and you have those issues that they don't share the same values i think you have to partly respect that they might not have the same drive as you and then you have to work with them and then just appreciate that people can have different viewpoints about life career and other things like somebody might just work from eight to five and they want to enjoy their family life. That's perfectly fine. I mean, there's nothing wrong in that, but if they are not doing, if they're doing their job well, then you should not be too much worried about it because they are happy doing what they're doing for their family as well as for work. Right. But if there's, if there is something else that you see that somebody has potential and they're not delivering to the full potential, I think there are three things you can do. One is the communication piece. Like make sure that you as a leader are communicating on a regular basis. And I use the term leader because I believe everybody is a leader depending upon where they are. So you have to take that initiative to communicate through your daily interactions, writing to them or sharing this idea to really make sure that you motivate and inspire them 
to really achieve their full potential because many times you see somebody has so much potential and they are not really realizing that then you should really genuinely care for that person to say you know what you can do so much better than what you're doing today here here is how i can help you here are some tools for you right and then the third thing that's most important is you have to role model yourself right i mean you can be a great leader but if you're not role modeling it if you don't behave with the same passion you don't exude the same passion you can't expect others to have that passion right, right. so having having role modeling yourself um, appropriately and communicating probably are the two ways that you can really build followership yeah i have one so question uh, regarding yeah. this, uh, the first point that you raised like uh, putting company first team second and self last so when you're categorizing or prioritizing things like that are you not uh, kind of uh, uh, creating some kind of bias in how you approach different steps because if you can carry on with what the work that you are doing uh, without any bias i think uh, all of them will get satisfied right like the company's goal will not be like misaligned with the team's goals or your personal goals like when you say that you never work for a poor boss so that's what my yeah yeah no is. it's a no no it's a very good point i mean see you have to be sincere about it right you can't just fake it that say i i believe in the company and i mean you have to sincerely believe in it but in terms of the bias piece that you raised um it depends on how you communicate that also right and how you show it in actions that uh, so, i Prashant, can I, I would, can, yeah can i interrupt for sorry to, to can we unshare so we can see each other maybe a little better for the kind of questions that are being asked sorry about that yeah please continue yeah, yeah, yeah. no so i i think sumit in terms of the the you are right i mean if you do if you do your job well because it's going to really help the team and the company at the end of the day you're satisfying those decisions so your your point is that you don't need to consciously kind of weigh into it so i think that's true but i i just do believe that it has to be extremely sincere right i mean um if the the reason why you're doing your job well is tied to the company then absolutely but if you're doing your job well just because it helps you then yes the team's goal might be achieved or the company's goal might be achieved but i don't think there will always be something missing there right so you have to fully buy into the vision of like really delivering high value to the company and then that bias or that uh, what do you say that it's, it's it comes across very genuine and it's very sincere that it will have the right impact thank you um, yeah so prashant just quickly un- if you can unshare the slides so we can see each other better that might be one and oh. the other is yeah. uh, and the and the other is um, um, you know i think just to give you a, give you a flavor of, of, of who who these uh, who the folks are on the team they are more in the early um, they have finished their education getting into the getting into the work, workforce or more more so wanting to get into the workforce so that is sort of that transition period that is most of folks are in that that zone okay okay yeah i mean so some of the things that i said are probably very broad honestly right i mean they should they should help you think about your career goals also uh, in that way but anyways any more questions let me ask one generic one which maybe may apply to a lot of folks here and uh, you know how does 
um, one get their first industry job because it's, you know being in academia, how do you break the mold and then get into industry? But that is seems to be a big, uh, you know, sort of inflection point to get in there. Yes. Something really different. I mean, I think the the disciplines that you guys have probably is is a lot more tougher, right? Because there's a lot of supply and demand kind of imbalance there because there are probably a lot of biochemists in India that are applying for jobs and it's really competitive. So uh, it's a it's a very hard question for me, Naren, to answer it appropriately. But I, I really feel that you have to find the right first step, right? I mean, in terms of like, don't worry about uh, the level of the role and things like that as your first job. Like if your goal is to get into industry, try to try to find uh, a company that essentially, even if that job is not fully aligned with your skill set, it at least gets you the foot into the door, right? I mean, if that's the main aspiration immediately. And I've seen many people, like even in, in, in the marketing world where people uh, from sales would come in and they, they probably are not qualified to the job, but they would take a downward, they'll take a very small role on the team and they'll prove themselves and go from there. So beyond that, Narin, I don't know if, I can offer any more wisdom because I, I don't know that piece in India in terms of going from a PhD program into the job and job market. Okay, okay. We can explore that if anybody has further questions. Um, so has there been any point uh, in your career where you have deviated from your main goal? And if so, what have you done to get yourself back on track? So, you know, I think there were probably a couple times, right? I mean, the Novartis role that I took, um, I didn't need to take that role. I mean, I had been in global strategy for a long time. And, and just so that you have the context, like in the business world, handling a P&L, hand, handling profit and loss, uh, or handling a business is very important. And most of the business happens at a local level, right? So if you're in the US market or the India market, that's where the business happens. So global strategy is a lot more higher order and it doesn't impact sales or revenue directly. So what's important in my world is to really have that PL experience. So I think the mistake was I, I stayed too long in the strategy field because it was intellectually satisfying. I really enjoyed strategy. Um, and I probably spent eight, nine years in strategy. I, I should have probably switched early in my life to say, if my goal is to become a CEO of a biotech company or a CEO of a company in general, I need to get to the PL role very quickly. And I need to handle a business a lot more quickly. So the Merck role was in the US market and it came fairly late. I could have done that three, four years ago, right? So that was probably the thing. So the, the, the key is really making sure that you know what gap you have and are you able to now go back and make yourself relevant. And I could have done a VP role, but I said, okay, I, I still need to get this experience. So let me take it at an AVP or an executive director level. So I didn't worry too much about the title at that point. And I said, even though I'm very senior on the strategy side, I just need this role um, mm -hmm. and it worked out. So it's one about knowing the gap. And second, you have to make some sacrifices to really get back on track. I had a question. Uh, uh, what, uh, what, according to you, was a turning point in your career? Oh, wow. I think US, US was a big, big change in my life, right? I mean, I think, uh, I don't know how many of you have been exposed to the educational environment in the US. 
I think the decision to come to the US was probably a big change because if I would have been in India, I would have just followed a very traditional path, like do a master's, then a PhD in, in the technical side. Even if I hated that, I don't think I would have gotten somebody to say, you should not do science, you should do something else. So to me, coming to a country where you do have people who think about your qualifications in a very uh, uh, broad way, like they don't want to pigeonhole you in one particular thing. I think that in personally for me was the biggest change because then that opened doors for me to go into the business dimension and, and much broader because in India, at least when I left India, India probably has changed much now. You guys are much closer to it. But when I was in India, there were very fairly defined paths of career paths of success, right? And I think India is changing a lot, at least when I see it from the outside. Uh, we probably are becoming a lot more broader where scientists are becoming entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs are like driving other things. So I think it was not the same when I was there. So I think that was probably the main pivot for me. The main message from, from me to you guys was, uh, and Narin and I talked about this, uh, these are the main messages for you. Um, and I, I talked to Narin about getting better yesterday. And I, I, my dad always says that you should continuously refine yourself. He uses the word continuous refinement. And I think being better from what you are yesterday today is very important to me. And I try to do that consciously. And that's the main thing. Don't stop learning. Be very courageous. Take difficult decisions that you probably... Uh, uh, you need to listen to yourself to really take some difficult decisions and just don't invest in yourself, invest in other people, help other people in their careers and their life. And, and I think it's, it's really important part. And the most important thing I told you the other, the other time was really taking care of yourself. I think that's probably the most important thing in life, because if you are there and uh, you're healthy, I think you can do a lot more things. A, a, a teacher that influenced you, which teacher? Teacher. I had my biology teacher in my hometown, my 10th, 11th year. His name was Professor Acharya. He was my, he was my favorite teacher. Okay. He made me love. Like, I fell in love with biology because of him. Hmm. Uh, what song is in your head right now? <laughs> Eli is laughing here. Oh my God. Uh, Naren, you know that song, right? Uh, chalte, chalte. Chalte, chalte. Okay, it's a Hindi song. Okay, okay. Um, the song, not say goodbye, basically, or something like that. Favorite actor? Favorite actor? Uh, Amitabh Bachchan uh, in, in Hindi. And Hindi. then... Uh, no, not Johnny Depp. Eli is prompting me. Johnny Depp. She loves Johnny Depp. Okay, we'll take Johnny uh, Depp. We, we, we'll take Johnny Depp. And I like We should do actress too. Actress, uh, I like uh, Jennifer, uh, what's her last name? Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. Okay. Um, what attributes do you look for, maybe two, when you hire? Number one thing is hunger, right? I mean, you can't teach anybody to be hungry. You can teach anybody. I, I can teach somebody quantitative science, marketing, but I cannot teach anybody hunger. It has to come from within. So I really look for that passion that they have. Are they hungry to really do something uh, in their lives? And the second thing is purpose. 
what what's their purpose what are they trying to achieve these are both intangible things yeah my no, boss that, really gets mad always about intangible rather than tangible no that that's that's very good what surprises you in people like i mean people have amazing talents like i have i'm always amazed by people's talent like when you when you get to know them that they know so much like i mean I, there's somebody at work is extremely quiet but is an amazing dancer like you can't connect those two things like he's always very quiet and shy and one day we asked him to dance like oh my god he blew, blew everybody away it was just incredible so i'm always amazed by people's talent okay then next thing what is one materialistic thing that you own that you can give away i can give my bike away narin because i'm going to buy another bike <laughs> that doesn't count <laughs> anyway, anyway it's okay it's okay and the last question is uh, ipad iPad. No, no, no. Yeah, it, it, uh, it, it's a difficult question, actually. Uh, you know my thing about you know letting go. But uh, what is what is sort of the best advice you've got? I know you've you've shared a lot of different advices, but you know one thing that maybe you haven't shared so far. What advice have you got that stick has stuck to you? And it took me a long time to realize this, but you, you, Naren, you know Debesis, right? And and I don't know if he has spoken to this group. Not yet. But he's a drug. Yeah. Get him. Incredibly wise guy, and he he always told me like he long time he said never chase money like when you are making decisions about jobs like don't chase money like it will always take you in the wrong direction. So, and it took me a long time to realize that there's a lot of value in that 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 advice. Okay, great. That's all I had. I have seven. Um, I know. Thank you, uh, Prashant. Um, I know your schedule is crazy. I see how busy you are during the day now that I have stayed with you for four or five days. And um, <laughs> you know, I, th- I think uh, thank you so much. Um, I'll connect you to um, these folks, and um, yeah, and yeah. I'm sure they'll, they'll connect to you. Um, and I just want to thank you, Narain, for the opportunity. And it's lovely to meet all of you. And it's just amazing to see. uh you guys are consciously thinking about your future and have connected with narain so good luck with everything and let's connect on linkedin or other places and uh, let's continue to con- uh, have the conversation a network should last a lifetime let us help you create lasting professional relationship with our world class mentors through the biopatrika industry mentorship program A strategic guidance program unlike no other full of expert interviews industry internship opportunities cv writing inflection point analysis life maps and of course the gateway to your dream career for a limited time only all our services are freely available for you as we truly want you to succeed